Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Sunday Sessions. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can listen in to weekly episodes. Thank you. Do you remember how it felt as a child when life felt like your personal playground? That childlike curiosity before the labels and programmings enforced on you by society. Before life told you who to be. What if I told you you've been asleep and life is a giant video game? My combos are the red pill. Would you listen? All it takes is a change in perspective. Dab with me. Peace, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Sunday Sessions with Rich, a platform where we would challenge your perspective. We will also help expand your consciousness. Now, as always, reality is a direct reflection of you, so be mindful of your inner talk, okay? Now, to my new listeners, welcome to the show. I'm very pleased to have you here. And if you haven't already, subscribe so you don't miss out on these weekly gems, okay? And if you can, leave reviews. Ratings, it helps my platform expand so that we can find other beautiful souls who are just embarking on a journey, man. Now, let's get to this fucking shit, y'all. On today's episode, I have the founder of Triple T's Mystical Shop, um, a mystical shop with custom jewelry, artwork. This woman is a podcast slash book reviewer, oracle card reader. She recently relaunched her sensual content blog as well. She is a published poet with books such as The Pain of Love 2010, God, Love, and All My Soul 2011, and also Life and Love Volume 1, which can all be found on Amazon. Sanisha, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Let's get it. Let's get it. Like for everybody that don't you know, know about you, let us know who you are, what you got going on. Um, so I'm C. I'm um, single mom. In school, running a business, teaching. Let's, I mean, I do a little bit of everything, so. <laughs> let's get it. Most talented. Let's get it. <laughs> that's pretty much how it is. Like, yeah, I love creating. Like, that's that's my purpose aside from teaching, so I'm going to live in that. Wait, so you say you're a teacher. You're like, what, like grammar school? Yeah, no. Um, So I'm a substitute teacher right now, but I'm working on getting my, becoming fully certified for the state of Georgia. So I teach at the high school. I teach at um, my local high school. It's pretty. It's pretty dope. I love it. Hey, that's cool as fuck. <laughs> that's actually cool as fuck. I want to talk about. Was it's a lot we go dive into today, but okay. I do just want to start off with your with your shop. Let us know what, what what you got going on. So in my shop, I'm working on my latest update, which is um, bringing back those bath salts that I had out last spring. I think that was yes. like the last time I did a bath salt update, and they pretty, they sold out really quickly. So I this year, it. right? So this year I want to bring them back. I want to have some of the same scents that I had last year, and I want to add in a couple more um, scents that I like was working with with testing out aromatherapy scents and stuff like that. Um, okay. And then I just ordered. I found a new uh, vendor to order uh, some more crystal points from. So I can't wait to get my hands on those crystals and start wrapping them and upload Ooh. those. <laughs> like, I'm looking forward to those. I um, have excitement in your voice. Yeah, because it's... I've been looking for vendors, like, for months. And I'm just like, 
I'm just like, oh my goodness, like it takes so much because you want you want the the perfect vendor and you want yeah, the perfect pieces too. And yeah. so one one vendor, he was great, but I was like, hey, can I get smaller pieces? I'm trying to wrap these, not sell them individually. <laughs> so yeah. it was like, you know what? Let me just fall back for a little bit, and then you know I got a fresh mind now, so I'm like jump back into it and I finally found somebody this morning and I was just like, yes, what a relief. <laughs> blessings on blessings, manifestations on manifestations. Let's go. Exactly. Exactly. Let's go. Talk about, um, I do want to talk about crystals. Though. I know I have um, a variety of uh, beautiful souls who, you know, either you're into crystals, you're not, you're on your spiritual journey or you're not, you know, so I don't want to assume everybody know, you know, the power of crystals. I know that, mm-hmm. you know, each crystal has, you know, different healing properties and they do different yes. things. I myself, um, I use crystals. Um, I used to custom wrap crystals. So I can, I can, oh, you know, with, yeah, I, I haven't done that. And I, I, I was when I did want to do a shop, but then I lost the patience and the, and the desire. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to just, but no, but what I was saying, um, this, let us know a little bit about like the the power of the crystals and like you know, you know the just the beauty of like just wearing them and, and what they do. So like for me, I was when I first started my spiritual journey, I was drawn automatically to rose quartz, and yes. I knew that was gonna be like my thing because I literally had like no self love like whatsoever. <laughs> so for me, I say rose quartz is definitely a trans um, transformative crystal for me. Um, and dealing with self-love, my self-worth, and then having compassion for other people. Um, and then mm-hmm. I added, right, and then I added Green Adventurant onto that. So Green Adventurant and Rose Quartz are really good for your heart chakra. And mm-hmm. then, like, even though, you know, just placing them on your heart while you meditate or something like that, like, it really helped me to um, just get in tune in that area. And then I programmed my crystal, like, to sit them outside in the sun. So, like, I found... Those are my first two favorite crystals. And then I added amethyst, which is really good for, you know, your third eye. And I think it's good for some other chakras, too. But for I me, I program... It's like the crown chakra, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't know why I said third eye. Yeah, third eye and crown chakra. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. For both. <laughs> so I program my amethyst for my crown chakra. Um, and I use mine for, like... Uh, I have different ones, so I use it for different things. For one of them, I'll use it for, like, when I have headaches. I'll apply some yeah. lavender some lavender essential oil put my amethyst on my head and i will literally just lay down for a couple hours if i need you know whatever time i need um wait i never thought about lavender so so you say you mm-hmm. you'll use your essential oil with the lavender essential oil mm-hmm. and then you you just put the, the amethyst on your on your forehead uh-huh and i just relax and zone I, out <laughs> i've never thought about that essential oil. that's that's brilliant yeah because like essential oils can really pair it, um, you can rub them on the crystals too and like it is just I don't know what it is about essential oils and crystals that you bring them together and it's just like this dynamic duo <laughs> that's brilliant okay but yeah I love it and especially if you like you can dilute the lavender um, to make up you know body massage oil and stuff mm. like that so it's just so many benefits to essential oils and crystals like I love it I love it all because <laughs> people think like crystals are just rocks like no like these are like yes. healing energy properties like people back in Atlantis days this is how they had their power source like from crystals like don't sleep on crystals exactly and I was telling my mom about them I was like yo you know what I'm gonna send you some crystals <laughs> like, you... <laughs> and just, just, just do this 
because people don't realize like they think they they do think it's just rocks because right. they don't they don't really take the time to program their crystals. Yeah. Like my youngest, she used to have this habit. Oh my goodness, I could not get a crystal without her wanting to put her mouth on it when she was a baby. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> like, that's cute. And so she would take them, and I'm like, but you know, that's one way to program them is like through talking to them, through kissing them, and touching all that. So stuff. she knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah, but I didn't even pick up on it until like much later, and she would that take the crystal, crazy. lay them on her little body, align her, and she's always been into it. So that's correct. Yeah, because everything, yes. everything is in, is intention. So with anything, you have to because the intention is the power. So you have to program exactly. the crystal for, you know, even if it's like clear quartz or, you know, whatever it is, you have to program yep. it with the intention. Now, what's your, where, where can we find, you know, all your beautiful, you know, custom jewelry and everything on the shop? Where, where, where can we find it at? So, right, I moved to a website, um, a platform, Miria. Okay. Um, I, I love this platform, too. So I moved to that platform and pretty much everything is going to be there from now on because, that platform to me just has so many benefits. <laughs> like one is free and you can upload as much as you want. So I love it. It's like a little, you know, a little Amazon, so to speak. But do, it's growing. How do we spell it? For people? How do we spell it when people are to be able to find it? Um, so the website itself for the Miria website is yes. M I I R I Y A. So okay, perfect. Miria M I i r i y a dot com guys i'm gonna have that underneath the episode description as well so definitely please check out and support please please now i know that you mentioned motherhood and i want to talk about conscious parenting like i find that really yes. important i feel like it's a it's such an overlooked and beautiful um dynamic like talk to me it like, is because it's, it's different it's different when you're aware and then i feel like it kind of no well, I'm a son, I'm not a parent, but I would kind of think that it would be a little bit more fun and enjoyable, but also like a, a even more responsibility because you know certain things that other parents don't. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, about conscious parenting. Yeah, so I would definitely say that took me a while because before I would, I was just kind of going through the motions with what I was taught. Nothing about my parenting journey um, aside from nursing my daughters were was intentional in those first three, what, three years, give or take. Mm -hmm. um, but then in 2017, when I started my spiritual journey, it's pretty much when, like, I, I ran across this book. I ran across this book called, literally called Conscious Parenting. Wow, that's crazy. And I forget the author. Um, she was, she was Indian, though, and I loved her voice. That's what kept, that's what kept me, like, reading the book, because <laughs> mm. I loved her voice but listening to the book. And she would talk about all these all these different things. And I remember being told as a parent, it's like, well, you can't use these parenting books. That's not going to help you. It's not one, one shoe fits all. You can hear my daughter in the background right now. It's okay. She's part of the show. They were like, it's not one, one size fits all. And I'm like, yeah, but you can at least have a good starting ground yeah, to break the generational curses to get away from the things that we were taught. Ooh. And so, Ooh. like, my... my <laughs> Yeah, because so yeah, I was taught, you know, in black households, you're taught, you're going to spank your kid. They do something bad, oh, everybody getting the whipping. I'm so against spanking. Exactly. And so, even little ones against the too. Yes. And I remember one day, 
I spanked my daughter and she was like, why'd you hit me? Wow. And I was like, you know what? Why did I hit you? Right. It was like, I really have. And then I, I had to think about that. And I was like, I, I, I spanked you because you did X, Y, Z. But then I sat with that some more and it started eating up at me. And I was like, oh no, I got to change. Like, this is not it. There has to be another way. And I remember the author in the book, she was saying that we spank because that's what we were taught. And we, until somebody addresses it, we keep going on and on and on. So that was pretty much when I stopped spanking my girls because I was like, I don't want my girls to be afraid of me. I don't want to keep putting my hands on them. And they're like, mommy, why are you hitting me? And I had, that was not a logical explanation because you did something wrong. Like, that was not good enough. <laughs> so it you, wasn't good enough for me. You teach them, like, whenever you do something, somebody has the power to hit you because you made a, a not a wrong decision, but a decision that you don't really understand why you made the decision for. Exactly. And that's what I told their dad. I was like, we have to be the ones that's going to change this because we're teaching them that it's okay to hit. Yeah. And then when my daughter started hitting me back, I was like, wait a minute. Somebody was like, you going to do something about that? I was like, no. It makes me think because she saw me spank her, so now she thinks that it's okay to turn around and hit anybody else. Yo, so no, it had it has this profound thing on me. And when I tell you it was a struggle, oh, undoing all of that was a struggle. There was Damn. so many nights I went into my room and I'm just like, "Mommy needs a timeout. Mommy needs a timeout," because I didn't know what else to do. Like that's crazy because I, I had a I had a uh, I saw a situation last week. On by this ice cream truck, this little boy was hitting his mom, and I'm thinking in my head like, I'll be damned if you hit me. But then you just made me think like, damn, maybe she whoops him or her dad whoops him, so he just mimicking that. Yes, and that's exactly what they do. Damn. Is that they mimic that, and so it made us really like start having like family meetings. Me and my girls, and we would talk about our emotions. And we would talk about what was bothering them or if I said something that hurt their feelings or if they said something that might have hurt my feelings and like trying to like really just dive into um, them being emotionally aware of themselves, especially like my youngest, because she whines a lot to me. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, what do you need? What am I not getting? You know, like I have to be there for her and say, come, come to mommy, get in my arms so we can talk about this. What's going on? Wow. Yeah. It's such a, it's a, it's a difference. And like, that's just like the tip of conscious parenting there's so much that goes into it and it's a lot of unlearning and a lot of unprogramming in your own mind and before you even talk to your kids so wait so when she yeah. would, when, when you would ask her to come to you and explain why she's crying or whining what would be her reasoning this is very usually usually it's with her is always something about a game she my, my girls are gamers like okay. their dad so they love playing video games so usually it's something about, you know, a game or something that didn't go right at school mm. or something that her big sister did to her that she didn't like. Or even sometimes she'll tell me, mommy, I didn't like when you said this to me or I didn't like when you did this to me. Or if I ask her, because she does not like waking up in the morning. And so we have this whole spiel. I did. We have this whole spiel in the morning where we have to, like, it's a struggle because she is it's like, okay, baby, come on, get out the bed, get out the bed, let's get ready for school. And then she'll throw her little tantrum and then I'll hug her and she'll be good to go. So Wow. Yeah. You made me you made me think though, like when you because kind of we kind of shut down, you know, our children when they're expressing themselves and we're teaching them that mm-hmm. it's not okay to voice their opinions. Yes. 
instead of... And so many parents do that. Yeah, because shit, my... I grew up like that, so they'd be like, you know, yeah. don't, don't talk and I'm talking, it's like, but some shit don't make sense, like, your logic don't make sense with this reasoning. Exactly, and that's how I grew up. Like, I couldn't talk, I remember my mom found my my diary one day. I was in high school. I got in so much trouble just for what I wrote in my diary. I was like, I never want to be like that. I never wanted to be where my kids are afraid to express themselves. Or even if they're writing it in a diary, I don't want to violate their privacy because that's their, that, those are their emotions. If they want to talk to me about it freely, then they're going to talk to me about it freely. So, so wild. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> I do want to talk about, because um, we're, we're already on the topic of um, conscious parenting and breaking general generational curses. I mean, curses. Wow. Curses. Uh, <laughs> curses. I cannot talk today. Wow. Um, You're good. <laughs> It ties into, you know, of course, spirituality. So what, like, what triggered, like, what triggered your spiritual life and how did you go down that journey? Um, I had this friend. Well, we're not friends anymore, but I had this, I had this friend back in the day. Um, we were friends in Korea. Both of us grew up in pretty much strict Christian households. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed one day on her Facebook that she had started changing and she started talking about like consciousness and, um, spirituality and stuff and at first I was like girl what's wrong with you and so that wasn't I was very you don't understand it. You didn't right understand I did not it. understand it at all and I noticed that the more I went to church the more I felt like I didn't belong there mm-hmm. and that was in 20 that was 2015 and 2016 and so I slowly started pulling back and walking away and then I read this book called the African Holocaust Ooh. Um, what's that guy's name I can't remember his name, but when I tell you it triggered so much in me, <laughs> I started doing so much research after that. And in 2017 is when I like finally committed to, I'm going to start my spiritual journey. And then I got on Twitter and I found out there was a whole spiritual community. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> right. And I didn't know that because I had been on Twitter for so long, but same. I hadn't really like connected. Same, 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 same. And so I started connecting with people. I got a tarot reading. And when did I get the tarot reading? I got the tarot reading in 2017, my first one. And after that, I was just like, okay, well, this is what it is. And we're going to dive into it. And uh, it taught me so much from that. Just that 2017 was like a life-changing year for me. So, Hey, that's yeah. when it all popped off. That's beautiful. I want to – the generational curses keep popping up to me. And I want to – I just want to dive into this, like, the – I guess like the conscious aspect of like monitoring like what your child views and you know the foods they do or don't eat. I feel like that's a even more adjustment than just you know letting your child your child do whatever they want. Oh, it really is because when I first started my journey, I wanted us to be completely vegan or vegetarian, mm. and my kids were not trying to hear that. Well, no, initially they were. Like, everybody in the household, even their dad, he loved big meat eater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it was an adjustment. I started doing, like, plant-based foods for us. Okay. And at the time, my, my well, my five-year-old now, she was only, you know, I was still pregnant with her. So, I would ease in plant-based foods. So, when she got, when she was born, she didn't have meat. She didn't even know what that, what that was, really. Um, and so, I changed with our meat with our meat first and I started eating like cooking more vegetables and more fresh foods and stuff. But then I, I realized, I think it was in 20, 2019 is when we changed again or they did anyway, because I was like, 
I'm trying to force my life. I realized I was forcing my lifestyle on them, and they didn't. They didn't agree to that lifestyle. They didn't agree to that change. And so, and so I had to like step back, especially after they went to go visit their grandparents and their grandparents' friends and meet, and they came home and told me. (laughs) So after that, it was like, what in the world am I supposed to do? Because they started, they started rejecting all of the vegetables after that. Literally, all of the vegetables. And then they went to preschool and school, so they really rejected it because they're like, well, my friends don't eat this stuff. I want to eat what everybody else is eating. Yeah, you want to fit in. You see everybody else eating it. Exactly. And so the day my daughter went on a hunger strike at daycare, yes, she was not having it. They they called me they called me and they told me when I picked her up, they said she will not eat today, Miss um Miss LeGrant. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I don't know what you want to do, but we gotta do something. I said, forget it. Throw away the, the old meal meal um meal plan and just let her eat what everybody else is eating. And so I was like, I can let them make their own decisions about their bodies and I can still teach them in moderation you know why especially like you know why vegetables are good for you why this meat is good for you since you want to eat meat i'm going to tell you which meats are better for your body um how to eat them how to cook them and... damn so you you have to educate okay so i think that was like the missing link it's the education yeah aspect to it. yes because our parents didn't teach us about the food they just made no. us eat it yeah and that shit was fucking terrible <laughs> that shit was fucking so terrible. With them, I let them. I let them choose, and they used to do like a lot of plant-based, um, like little knickknacks, like you know, chicken nuggets and stuff. And now they, they're like, no, I don't want that. And I'm just like, well, it's your oh, body, so I have to respect beautiful. that. Yeah, that is beautiful. Hey, so <laughs> don't eat this. Don't eat this. <laughs> so I wanna. I know that you're an oracle card reader too. I ain't, I ain't sleeping on that. Let us. Let us know. <laughs> Yeah, so with Oracle cards, I started pulling cards. Um, like I said, I had my first tarot reading in 2017, but I, I've always been interested in it. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the Miss Cleo commercials on TV and That's wanting crazy. one. That's crazy. <laughs> and so I, I, as I got older, I was always really into or into wanting to know more about witchcraft itself, mm-hmm. you know, tarot reading. I wanted to know everything. Of course, my mom said no because we were strictly christian yeah, so they, 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 they think about the like the devil's word exactly so she's a bit more open-minded now but back then oh no um so yeah I, I had someone read for me about my first deck and then i would start pulling for myself and at the time i was married um to my girl's dad so mm-hmm. i would pull for him and i bought him his first deck and we would pull our cards and like understand you know like the meanings and stuff but I didn't do it for anybody else. I didn't do it for anybody else until last, was it last year or 2019? <laughs> I think it was last year when I finally said that, okay, I'll pull for people, but I'm not going to pull for people like all the time. Um, so I've been doing it for myself for, you know, quite a while. And it was pretty mm. accurate when I would get my cards. I'm like, okay, I needed this card today. Or, you know what, how can I dive deeper into this? So, yeah, so I do it for, um, I do oracle card readings. Um, spontaneously, I don't have like a set schedule because I noticed that pretty quickly I was um, I would get drained, so I yeah, had to spe- scale back from that. Especially in protecting your energy and like just tending to yourself before and after readings, that shit is a lot. It was, and I did it one day, and I was just like, 
afterward i felt so when i tell you i was exhausted i literally slept the rest of the afternoon and my daughter's like mommy i need you to wake up i need xyz i would get them what they needed and i would go back to sleep i was so tired Mm. and since i didn't know how to like i wanted to i kind of like dived in head first without Mm. you know pretty much protecting my energy or Mm. guarding myself or any of that stuff and so it got easier, like, as time went on. But then I was like, you know what? I don't want to keep doing free readings. That's a lot of energy <laughs> out it's, there. It's a, it's a mismanaged energy exchange. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't want to keep doing that. And so I did have, like, some people that would, like, tip me and stuff like that. And I really appreciate them. So I would send them, you know, extra cards or yeah. say, hey, does this make sense to you? Um, do you need additional clarity and stuff like that? And try to, like, help my best. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, look, I love doing oracle readings. For the most part, I like doing it. It's just really draining and yeah. exhausting. So I'll do it like occasionally. I think I, I think the last time I did one was maybe like back in like October or November. And it was just like I choose a certain number of people based off, you know, what comes up. Or I say, yeah. hey, I'll pull your card, but I'm not going to interpret it. Because interpreting it, that's when it becomes like really draining. But pulling the cards for me is just easy. But the interpreting part, that's when it's like it's now I'm getting into... Yes. Because before I knew, I had bought me, I had bought a tarot deck. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to start my little tarot tarot. And I started being like, this is a lot of energy, bro. Yes, it is. So I have all these decks at the house now. And I just kind of like pull them when I need to. Oh, my God. More daughters ask me about it. They're like, mommy, what is this What is this deck for? Oh, that's beautiful. So I'll show them. Yeah, they love they love the decks. Oh my goodness! <laughs> hey, shout out to the conscious kids, man. They out here. They are out here. I do want to talk about. Um, I know that you're. A, I know you're. You're a published poet as well. Please let us yeah. know about these beautiful books, please. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I've been writing. I've been writing for as long as I can remember, really. Um. Specifically, what ninth? No fifth grade give or take mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know it was some it was some writing competition at school that i entered and i was like yo same same, so, same. <laughs> that's crazy okay right so i just kind of stuck with it my mom started buying me journals and every year for my birthday she would buy me journals um and then so freshman not freshman year oh my goodness if i can get get my dates correct that's senior true. year <laughs> senior year i had a whole I had a whole poetry book, like, organized and stuff, but I lost everything. Um, and so I started over. And when I got to Korea, I started compiling my what would be my first poetry book, which is The Pain of Love, literally because I felt like I had experienced, like, my first heartbreaks and stuff, and love was painful, and I wrote about that. So everything in there is, like, kind of, like, sad and, like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, it's the end of the world, you know? Yeah. Um, 20-year-old me, 19, 20-year-old me couldn't see um, anything being any different with, like, what I had experienced yep. at that point when I started dating. Yeah. <laughs> and then I continued with God loving on my soul, but that was a bit more, like, um, it's still about love, but it has, like, a lot of recurring things about God and stuff that I was still very, um, that's when I started getting back into church and everything like that. So mm-hmm. kind of centered on that journey um, there. And then I published that one in 2011. Um, yeah, and then, oh. then, and then the last one I waited. Like, I got married, and then I kind of, like, I didn't stop writing all the way, but I kind of, like, just scaled back a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't release the next one until 2017. And that's when I had finally built the courage to say, I'm going to start putting, you know, putting me first, things that I want. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to release another book because it had been so long. So I was like, you know what? I'm ready. It's time. <laughs> like, what am I doing? You got to push yourself so, first. Like, a lot of people don't know, like, I, because similar to your story, like, I was, I was, um, <laughs> taught to write poetry in grammar school mm-hmm. for my writing teacher. And at that time, um, a kid not knowing how to process his emotions, you're sad, you know, about your life events and, you know, you know, family issues and shit. And so that was like mm-hmm. my way of like expressing and releasing and just understanding myself. Exactly. Putting, putting the, the emotions on paper, you know, to release it. And then I got to high school and I found out about the slam competition team we had. So I had um applied for that. Well, not applied. Fucking, what's the word I'm looking for? Fucking interviewed for that. They didn't get it. I was like, damn. And then the next year, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to work on my skills. You know, you know, yeah. be a better poet came back. And so I was in a slam um, team for like the last three years. Of, so like That's sophomore, dope. junior year, and then senior year. And then when I went to college, um, I had joined this, um, we had a poetry um, group. And then I joined mm-hmm. that, ended up being the president of that. So I'm like, poetry, poetry's been my life. Like, I'm, I'm fucking yes. love poetry. It's such a lifesaver too. Oh my goodness. I love it. People, I do. People sleep on the poet. People sleep on the They poet. do. Like, I love poetry. So I'm looking forward to putting more out there and expressing more, especially like on the sensual side, too. Like, I love, I don't know what it is, but I love writing about it. So I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, talk to us. I, 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 I want to talk about, talk to us a little bit about that. I know that you're uh, a central content artist as well. Yeah. So, um, when did I start that? I think I wrote, I wrote my first graphic um, short story. And then I was like, you know what? What if I just start writing, you know, sensual poetry? And that's when I started getting in touch with my divine feminine and whatnot. Because before, it was pretty much like closed off. And I remember getting this tarot reading. And she was like, your ancestors want you to connect more with your feminine side. And I was like, I don't know about that because I'm a tomboy. And I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so. So it was like afterwards, it's something something in me just clicked, and I would start having these like vivid dreams and stuff. And I was like, "Oh, I got I got to write about this." And it came. I noticed that it came out in the form of poetry. And then I started writing short stories, and I was like, "I like this. I like writing the erotic stuff." And you know, of course, I keep that um, keep that profile on a separate on a separate separate part. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have you know my public one because you know I am a teacher and then I have my private one which is someone totally different so so yeah um I feel like it's a good thing to you know express yourself especially in your sexuality or your sensuality Mm -hmm. when you feel comfortable and I felt I feel like really comfortable in that now so I do it quite often um come on I said what do you see because I do I do I'm challenging you to write some more poetry. So what's the what's the next what's the next steps and process so we can see more of that on the into the world? Okay, so um, my next book I've been I put it off last year because I didn't feel like it was ready. It was supposed to um come out in September. Mm-hmm. A Naked in the Universe, which does feature Ooh. a lot of um erotic content. So that's going to be under a pen name. Ooh. <laughs> um, I'll share the details of that later. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. Okay. Um. 
But yeah, that's under a pen name, and she pretty much posts um, once a week on her on an alternative page, and then her the book will be coming out. Fingers crossed, it'll be coming out this summer, okay. June of this summer, um, for that. And then for the regular poetry books, I'll still be re- re-releasing those because got the eleventh year, tenth uh, year anniversary, and the, I missed the tenth year for last year, so I got to re-release that too. So. Oh, there's plenty of poetry, poetry uh, content coming out. So, yeah, I think it's beautiful. It's gonna be awesome. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Because being a being an author is a, is such a, a interesting experience. I'm currently working on mm-hmm. my book, and I'm like, damn, that's yeah. a lot that goes into this writing process. Like, yeah, you know everything what you're gonna say, but it's still a process writing this shit. It really is, but it's so much fun. It is. You see your final product. You're like, man, I did that. You know, like you, I, I'm telling you, it brings so much joy when you when you finish it, and you're like, I did it, I did this. Of course, you know you have to send it to your editor and stuff, and they're like, oh, I need you to make some corrections here, corrections here. But at the end of the day, you can say, I completed this. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like it's such a big accomplishment. That's amazing. You're birthing something. You definitely are. Exactly. You're birthing something for real. I know, like certain. It's like if I'm saying certain slangs or I'm cursing, I'm just like, look, I'm being real in this book, and if it's like exactly. if it's a grammatical error, then yeah, we can address that. But it's, I'm I'm just being real and truthful. I'm not trying to be politically correct. Exactly. Like, cause I feel like poetry is a free flowing. Yeah, yeah. So it should be your genuine voice, not somebody else's voice, not your editor's voice, but your voice. Like I I read poetry and it has like. You can tell the way a person talks and stuff about how they write their poetry. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I like this. Yeah. I like your energy. Like, this is dope. You can feel the energy <laughs> so, in their words, for real. Yes. You can feel so many emotions. Oh, my gosh. That's why I love writing poetry. Yeah. I love when people are like, I felt something from this. Oh, like, you did what you feel. Like, let's talk about for it. For real. So, I do want to talk. I know that you're a podcast and book reviewer, too. Let us uh, let, talk to me about that. Yeah, so... I just started my podcast. I haven't uploaded oh, anything. Shit, I've been like, thanks. Podcast game, get it. I've been kind of like my schedule's been kind of busy, so I'm trying to figure out how to work that in there. Um, it's called the Rambling to See because I literally get on there and ramble about whatever topic comes to my mind that day. That's good. And then I want to go in there and start adding in the book reviews. I'm thinking that might be like a good addition yeah, I like that. because I already write the book reviews out. But I was like, what if people want to hear the book reviews instead? What if people want to hear the book reviews instead? So I was like, oh, I can go in there and add that too. So I have about nine books that I've read this year. So I have uh, about seven left to review. Um, slowly cranking them out. Between schoolwork and, you know, family and all that stuff, I got to <laughs> I gotta crank them out. Um, but yeah, I, I, I review books. I review poetry books and romance books. I usually accept everything, but for this year, I said I want to focus more okay. on romance because that's what I'm writing. Um, and something about romance novels that gets, like, it gets to me and it makes me excited and emotions and mm-hmm. characters and I'm invested. So, so I love reading romance, um, romance novels. And then, of course, you know poetry, but I was like, I think later in the year, I'll start back accepting everything else because um, I've been a book reviewer since I lived in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. So that was like 2015-ish. Okay. Um, and then I took a break because you know, life happened 2019 was really life happened, so I took a break and I stopped everything. You got um, to, and I was like, Well, you know, it's 2021, 
Exactly. And that's exactly what I did. I took a break from literally everything. Um, and I decided to get myself together in 2020. And I said, okay, I can start back reviewing books in 2021. So um, I reach out to publishers and, you know, if they're looking for reviewers, hey, what you hey, got? I, what kind I of book is it? I definitely want you to review my book when it dropped this year. Hey, sing it, send it on, send it on. I'll, man, I'll that's do that. That's an honor. I do. I always, um, before I wrap things up, I always ask this last question to my co-host. What would be your message to humanity right now? Ooh, to love Ooh. more. Not just yourself, but everybody around Ooh. you. Ooh. Like, it's so important. I feel like there's not enough love it's going around. Definitely not. I mean, so, hey. yeah. <laughs> Tanisha, I want to thank you for being on the show. This show was fun as hell. It was. Richard, I appreciate the invite. Like, this conversation was hey, dope, I man. appreciate you being on. Do you have any, any last words before we wrap it up here? No, man. Just live life. Create. Express That's yourself. We're living our best life in this bitch. Let's get it. Let's get it. Exactly. Lisa, <laughs> I want to thank you again for being on the show. You're always welcome to on anytime. This is long overdue, so I'm grateful that we was able to, to get this going. Me too. Much appreciated. As always, guys, you're the creator of your own reality. Everything you think, feel, and say will mirror your reality. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. And know that you're a powerful ass creator. And ain't no victim shit in this shit. You feel me? Peace, guys.